Namaskar, this is Dada Veda Pragyananda, and welcome to Ananda Marga DharmaCast. Today I'm going to read a passage from the work of Sri Sri Anandamurti, and then we're going to discuss it. So the essay that I'm going to read is called The Minimum Qualifications for a Spiritual Aspirant, a Sadaka. You know that to do any action requires certain minimum qualifications. It is always specified in the wanted column of newspaper advertisements which minimum qualifications a candidate must have. One may have to be a matriculate, a graduate, a postgraduate, and so on. A practitioner of Manava Dharma must also possess certain minimum qualifications, as indeed must all people in all walks of life. A gardener, for example, should know how to dig with a spade. An unfit or incompetent person cannot do anything, and if given a certain responsibility to do something, feels miserably inept. Try as you may, you will never be able to train a crow to speak like a minor bird or a chandana. Similarly, one wishing to join the spiritual path must also possess certain minimum qualifications. It is on the basis of these qualifications that it is decided who should be accepted and who should be rejected, because everything is not to be taught to all. Once Parvati asked Shiva a few questions regarding the minimum qualifications needed to become a spiritual practitioner. You all surely know that Tantra is like a bird with two wings. One wing is Agama, the other Nigama. Poverty's questions to Shiva are known as Nigama, and Shiva's answers as Agama. One of Poverty's questions was particularly pertinent. There is a degree, a difference in the degree of eligibility of people. Not everyone is eligible for the same task. So my question is, who is competent to follow the spiritual path? Shiva replied, In the spiritual sphere, there is also a difference between people's eligibility. A spiritual practitioner must possess certain minimum qualifications. Just as a clerk has to be a matriculate, the spiritual practitioner must also be qualified in some way. The first qualification is that one must have a human body. That is, the spiritual practitioner must be a human being. This is the first qualification. This means that whoever has been endowed with a human body is eligible to follow the path of spirituality. What is jnana or knowledge? The internal assimilation of any external object other than one's own self is called the process of knowing. Suppose there are two types of mango. A certain person assimilates both and discovers that each has its unique qualities and defects and thus differentiates one from the other. When people assimilate anything of this universe and make it their own, it is called supreme or absolute knowledge or self-realization. This doesn't happen in the external world, but takes place internally. The external world is internalized and assimilated. Self-knowledge is the real spiritual knowledge because self-knowledge means realization of Brahma. Where does Parama Purusha or Supreme Consciousness reside? 
He resides within one's I-feeling. To know the I of the I-feeling means to know Paramapurusha. That is why it has been said that by attaining self-knowledge, one attains salvation. What is salvation? People use words like moksha, salvation, and mukti, or liberation, very casually. Some say moksha, some say nirvana, some say maha nirvana, some say mahapari nirvana, but what does it all mean? There are various kinds of bondages on each level of human society, linguistic, social, economic, etc. Mukti means the state of liberation from all of these bondages. When one attains liberation of a permanent nature, it is called vimukti, or moksha, or salvation. If one attains liberation without all the reactive momenta being exhausted, one will have to return after a brief visit to the other world. But after exhausting one's acquired sanskaras, one imbibes a new set of sanskaras. In a long life, a person both acquires virtue and commits sin. One who acquires virtue enjoys the fruit thereof in the supramental level. This is what is called heaven or swarga. There is no separate world named heaven or swarga. When one's virtue is exhausted, when the requital of one's acquired sanskaras is over, one is born on earth to serve the unrequited sanskaras. And according to the nature of the sanskaras imbibed, one may be reborn as a dog or maybe also get a human life. Heaven is the stage between the two lives lived as human beings, and no one acquires heaven permanently because no one acquires infinite virtue. Brahmavid, Brahmaeva, Bhavati. One who realizes Brahma becomes Brahma. This self-knowledge, this attainment of Brahma within one's own self, this unification of the two entities is the path of attaining salvation. Now the question arises, who is entitled to salvation? Um, Human beings are creatures dominated by intellect. Those guided by mere inborn instincts are called pashu, or animals. So those who have certain inborn instincts, but who are basically guided by intellect or mind, are known as human beings. That's why I say repeatedly that I strongly object to human beings being defined as rational animals. How can human beings be rational animals? They are certainly not animals. When one acquires a human body, what should one do? One should guide one's inborn instincts along the proper path. This only can be done after acquiring a human body. Suppose that you and a goat have gone to a market where fresh cabbages and cauliflowers are being sold. What will the goat do? It will stick out its neck and nibble at the cabbages and cauliflowers. Imagine you see someone preparing a type of sweet in a nearby shop and develop a desire to eat one. That very desire to eat something is your inborn instinct. However, you will certainly not enter the shop without first checking what's in your pocket and only after confirming that you have enough coins will you go inside. But after spotting the cabbages and cauliflowers, 
What will the goat do? Will it check the contents of its pockets or will it, or will it stretch out its neck and have a nibble at those vegetables? As a rule, no goat of any country would ever check his pockets first, whereas people from all over the world certainly would. Those who fail to do so are branded as thieves and robbers by the society. Human beings control their inborn instincts with the help of their intellect. This makes them worthy to be called human beings. So Shiva says, one attains the human body by virtue of one's own noble deeds. When good deeds are done by those who have controlled the inborn instinct, the intellect develops to some extent. When, when such people discover that there is no money in their pockets, they certainly will not enter a hotel or restaurant. One must attain self-knowledge. The attainment of self-knowledge means the attainment of salvation. This was Shiva's answer. In order to follow the path of spirituality, one must possess one qualification. That is, one must acquire a human body. All of you here have human bodies, and that's why you are entitled to follow the path of spirituality. This was Shiva's reply. So that's a very positive message for us, because sometimes when we face with the, the difficulty of the spiritual path, we think, are we really fit to do it? I know that was, for me, in the beginning, was one of my um, hurdles that I had to overcome. I had heard about meditation, and I wanted to, to practice, but then I thought, well, I'm not so good at this kind of thing, and so, you know, maybe I'm going to fail if I try it. And so I, I hesitated in the beginning. But no one need to hesitate because they think that, well, the, the person over there is, he looks like he's more concentrated than me. Everybody has, has the same um, or similar difficulties. But as we all have the human body and the human mind, according to Shiva, we're fit to do sadhana or spiritual practice. So this is the, the good news and it's something that we have to keep um, always in mind. That we should have a, that's why this question that was asked 7,000 years ago is not a trifling question. It's, it's not an insignificant question. It's a very important question and we should remember that. And in this connection, um, especially for those who are beginning on the spiritual path, they should remember that one, that they're qualified regardless of them. You don't need any degree You didn't you, to practice, like, like um, he mentioned, that for certain jobs you will need a certain degree. If there's no degree, you don't have to have any prior experience. Because what Shiva said is this, is that you have acquired the human body because of certain virtues. And that's why we come. Because if, if somebody who has a human body, then um, doesn't respect the human um, code and lives more like an animal, then you can also lose that body. So you have that human body, you have that capacity. But one thing about the spiritual path, it's a long one. It's, it's like to become a, um, a doctor, is, that's hard, you know, eight years, I think, of medical school and everything, and then you have to um, 
internship, and it's hard, but there's an end to it. You know, people become doctors and engineers. Maybe it's less years and, and other other degrees. You know, have less. There are two year degrees, four year degrees, but the spiritual degree or, or salvation or a permanent victory on the spiritual path may take your whole life. So we have to persevere. And the way to persevere is through steady and persistent positive action. So that's why I always like to tell the little fable, Aesop's fable, of the tortoise and the hare. So I think most people around the world know that tale, that once there was a race and the the tortoise was there and and the hare, the, the rabbit, was going to race and, and the rabbit thinks this is a joke. And sure enough, because of the, the innate nature of the, of the two creatures, the, the rabbit takes a fast start and goes ahead. But then, thinking that it's just a race against an um, incompetent um, co- opponent, the the rabbit sleeps, but the, the hare, the, um, the tortoise, excuse me, is, is a creature that may be slow, but very persistent, and just went ahead, steady, 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 and it won that race. And so I've seen people who begin the spiritual path, they begin like, like the, um, the, the rabbit, the hare, they burst out of the starting gate and they they do their meditation, they do their yoga asanas, everything for a few months and then after a while they say, oh, what's the use of it? And they, they leave it. And then some people begin slowly, but you know, they, they don't show any remarkable um, signs of progress. They, they don't feel anything in particular, but they say, oh, I, I'm going to try this. I have to do it. And they continue and they continue. And, and those are the people who eventually um, are the most successful, the ones who are very steady. They, they may not be flashy, you know, they don't have racing stripes or anything. There's no, they don't look like they're um, um, advanced souls, but, but, they're, but they're persistent in their task. So this is what's needed. So Shiva has told us that, that and thousands of years ago, he says he encouraged everybody, everybody. That's what it means to to um, be a human being is that when you're a human you have that capacity to do spiritual practice so Ananda Murtiji in that um, passage he says he, he said he won't call a, um, a, an animal a, a walking plant or he won't call a, um, a human a rational animal now we're, we have a, a special nature that's why we call this Dharma Dharma means the innate nature um, the essential quality and the essential quality of the human being is to pursue God, to pursue the infinite, to, to get moksha, to get salvation. And we have that capacity and that's, that's what we were born with but we have to exercise our qualities, our human quality. And that human quality is to strive for perfection, to pursue to strive for for permanent peace. And, and the best way to do that is through spiritual practice and, 
as we have found out, we're qualified, so there's nothing that should hold us back. We should all try to walk on this path. So that's all I want to say today. This is a short um, talk, but I hope that it's helpful. And if you have any questions about what we're talking about in these podcasts, then send us an email to info at dharmacast.com and we'll be happy to answer that. Maybe your question may become the, um, the subject of a future podcast. So thank you all very much and, and namaskar.